0: Welcome to the Team ASE Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Mala, and in the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to be sharing some information, insight, and inspiration on a variety of topics for individuals already working or thinking about a career in the automotive industry. But there's a lot more to ASE than you may be aware of, and we'll explore the many facets of Team ASE in future episodes. The Team ASE Podcast is brought to you by ASE, the National Institute for Automotive Service Excellence. ASE is perhaps best known as the organization that provides certification credentials for automotive professionals. Just like ASE, the Team ASE podcast offers something for automotive professionals everywhere. Join us as we explore what's now, what's new, and what's next in the automotive service industry. It's a journey that won't just help you make a living, it'll help you make a difference. It takes a team to build the future. Welcome to Team ASE. Team ASE has many supporters helping to build the future. Among them are many vehicle manufacturers with specific training programs available to ASE-accredited career and technical education schools preparing the technicians of today and tomorrow. But they don't stop there. Some go the extra mile by providing training for CTE instructors at the ASE Education Foundation Annual Instructor Training Conference. Each July, both secondary and post secondary instructors have the opportunity to keep up with advancing automotive technology by attending training classes sponsored by various vehicle manufacturers. It's a commitment to make sure we have the technical talent we need in repair shops across the nation. We caught up with one of these OEM trainers at the 2023 instructor conference to find out what kind of technical information Toyota shared this time around. Hi, I'm talking today with Joe Myers, a technical training manager for Toyota. Joe, welcome to the Team ASE podcast. Thank you, Tony. It's great to have you here.
1: Yes, great to be here.
0: I want to give our listeners an idea of what sort of training is available to the CTE instructors attending the conference. You know, they must attend at least 20 hours of technical training each year to maintain their program accreditation, and this is the event where they can get all 20 hours at once. What technical information did you cover in your training class this year?
1: Me and my team presented the BZ4X. The BZ is an all-electric vehicle. It was an overview, and then we highlighted the unique cooling system on the BZ4X, which has three separate components, which is not only cooling and heating the passenger compartment, but also heating and cooling the battery as well as the motor generator units. So it's a rather complex system, a lot of different things going on at once with several different heat exchangers, and so we highlighted that for the uh, instructors.
0: One of the service challenges for electric vehicles going forward, is the cooling system for the batteries. Correct. I think a lot of folks don't realize that. We're all beginning to focus on training the next generation of technicians for the electric world we're eventually going to live in. What do you think of the type of training that the instructors would need to prepare their students for an EV?
1: Really, it's pulling everything together that they already know. Everything in that cooling system is comprised of components that are already being used either in a hybrid or in even an ICE engine vehicle. But it's pulling them together and probably the most unique piece of it is transferring the heat from the HVAC system to the radiator through a conventional type cooling system. So a lot of things that we have on the BZ4X, yes, it's unique to the vehicle But it's derivatives of technology that we've been working with either through our hybrid first, which was a a Prius, of course, Mm -hmm. and then working all the way up through the plug-in hybrids that we enjoy today and then taking that technology, modifying it slightly and putting it into the BZ4X. So really, uh, when we look at new technology, there isn't a lot new, but it's really pulling a lot of different things together to make this vehicle work.
0: ASE has just created basically an EV safety training course, uh, which is, seems to be the focus right now. And, of course, high-voltage safety procedures are standard precaution nowadays. There's a lot, so many of these vehicles out there. But what, in your opinion, do you think uh, should be next when we're thinking about what direction should we move in with the training for tomorrow's technicians? Is the safety training a great place to start?
1: I believe that's the most important place to start. And if the technician has proper understanding of the safety features, then that will make it much easier for them to be able to move into the diagnostic pieces of this. There are a lot of unknowns with the BZ4X and with the electric vehicle in general. Yes, there are some car companies that have had a total electric vehicle out there for a while, and we can pull from some of the things that they have learned, but this is a new venture. We don't know what this vehicle is going to look like 10 years from now. Where are the wear items going to be? What are the problems going to be that uh, our technicians encounter? So uh, I think it's going to be a rather moving target Mm -hmm. as we go forward, and we're going to have to adjust very quickly on the fly. One of the things that we've done over the past two years is we have made adjustments inside Toyota, especially with our training, with the technology. Things have, have moved and shifted very quickly. And historically, that has not been the case with vehicles. We have been uh, rather methodical, which we are being very careful about our changes with the vehicles. But with the EV, a lot of new challenges, a lot of things that we're having to address very quickly and in a short amount of time.
0: To me, the obvious thing would be electrical skills, basic electricity, that sort of thing and diagnostic skills. I imagine a lot of the diagnosis will be done using scan devices just as we do now. I know we always talk about what's different about the EVs, but when it comes to your basic training skills that you need to work on any vehicle, things like brakes, tires, steering, and suspension, is there a lot of commonality or enough commonality in the EV in those
1: structures that what the uh, students are learning now will carry through? Yes. So, Students that are learning to disassemble engines, reassemble engines, all of those skills to use something as simple as a ratchet or a torque wrench, all of those things are critical with the EV vehicle. So those skills are very transferable. You referred to the electrical. Probably one of the biggest challenges that we uh, see moving forward is training the students on the bare essentials and the foundational knowledge of electrical. Oh. Because as we move forward with more sophisticated systems, there are fewer and fewer electrical systems on a vehicle that are very simple. When I started out, there were a lot of very simple circuits on a vehicle, something that was controlled with a relay. That has all changed. Everything, for the most part, on a vehicle is now being controlled through a processor with networking. So training the student just on basic electrical is starting to become the bigger challenge. We have plenty of high-end technology once they have that understanding, but getting them to that point uh, is the the bigger challenge for us.
0: You had mentioned that we really don't know what the maintenance and repair challenges are going to be, but has there been any indication of the direction we're going with that sort of thing? I mean, obviously, they're still going to need occasional brake service. Obviously, there's no oil changes, but there may be some other For example, coolant changes because of the cooling system for the battery. Well, the characteristics of what constitutes maintenance change in a major way or in any way when it comes to EVs versus the standard combustion engines that we're used to dealing with now.
1: You're still going to have, for example, tire rotations, tire balance issues. I think that things of that nature may present more challenges. As you have a quieter car, a smoother car, the customer is probably going to pick up more vibrations and and issues from like tires, brakes, things of that nature. So I think that that may trend upward. As far as the other maintenance, most things on the vehicle, such as the coolant, uh, we're using long-life coolant for the radiator, things like that, the change intervals are going to remain the same. What we don't know are things such as programming issues, uh, things that need to be addressed like that. But you'll probably still see a a cadence of visits back to the dealership, much like that you currently do. But uh, you just won't be draining oil during that visit.
0: That's pretty much what I've been hearing. A lot of stuff will change. But again, as you mentioned, we're still going to rotate tires. We're still going to be doing brake service, steering suspension. The life cycle of the vehicles is a great unknown, but the average life of the standard production vehicle now is pushing, what, 20 years almost, really. Yes. So we can only assume with fewer moving parts, as EVs are always described as having, that uh, that would result in even longer service lives. And I would understand
1: they've made some improvements in battery life along the way too, right? They have. I really don't know enough to speak to that, so I don't know exactly what has changed, but I do know that that has, has changed significantly. What advice would you give to the
0: high school and post-secondary instructors out there who are looking at their students and thinking, what's next? What do I need to prepare for? What do you think is the best way for them to start thinking now about the transition to perhaps what is going to be the next generation of powertrains that we're going to be dealing with?
1: I think the most important thing that they can focus on is being very thorough and really having a good foundational knowledge, especially of electrical. When you're dealing with something as unique as a battery electric vehicle, there isn't an opportunity for a lot of trial and error. Back when I started out, you know, if you had a misfire, well, it was okay to throw a spark plug in to see if it cleared up the misfire, things like that. A lot of trial and error. Those days are gone. Diagnostics is going to be paramount. Being able to pinpoint the issue and fix it correctly is is going to be paramount, from my opinion. The comment you made about the software,
0: a lot of performance issues now on ICE engines is is really a software upgrade that fixes them. Exactly. And I can only assume that's going to be even more software intensive in an EV architecture. Sure. And your comments about it's all become CAN systems now. Yeah. You know, we're talking about computer networks, not relays. That in and of itself, I think, presents some interesting challenges for the future. But we're all moving in that direction anyway, so... Having individuals like yourself to help us along the way is, uh, is just what
1: we need right now. Well, I'm excited about the future, and I'm excited to be part of the team that you referred to earlier. We want to thank you again, and on behalf of all
0: technicians and instructors everywhere, thank Toyota for their support of education as they do through the ASE Education Foundation and ASE itself. Exactly. Well, thank you, Tony. We've been talking uh, with Joe Myers, the Technician Development Manager for Toyota, Joe, again, great job on the training here, and we hope to see you again next year.
1: All right, looking forward to it. Take care.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's Team ASE podcast. For more information on how ASE can help you grow as an automotive professional, visit the website at www.ase.com. You'll find information on the latest developments in ASE certification how the ASE Education Foundation is working with career and technology educators to prepare the next generation of automotive professionals, and much, much more. I'm Tony Mala,
1: and thanks for listening.